Welcome to Motherhood Designed, a podcast about balancing all aspects of life as a mother. Join me, Gabriella Dokus, each week as I sit down with a different guest to discuss how they've designed their own version of motherhood. In this episode, I'm talking to Veronica Pollock, mom of two and owner of Veronica Pollock Photography. Veronica is based in the western Philadelphia suburbs and focuses on portraits of expecting mothers, newborns, and young families. She spent time in several other fields before settling into her creative passion as a photographer, and both her work and personal life are incredibly influenced by her experiences as a mother. Today, she offers full studio photography, including wardrobe and hair and makeup for moms and their families. We chatted about everything from career changes to postpartum confidence to the way we speak to our children. Veronica was so kind and genuine, and we feel like an old friend to all listeners. Enjoy! Today, I'm welcoming Veronica Pollock, owner of Veronica Pollock Photography. Veronica specializes in maternity and family photos in the Philadelphia area and is also a mom of two. Veronica, welcome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Of course. I'm so excited to have this conversation. Um, Not only do I know a lot of people who have used your services, but I think that for new moms especially, that newborn photography is really top of their minds as they're pregnant and expecting to grow their families. So I'm excited to hear your perspectives both on photography and your business, but also the way you view motherhood. I think this is going to be great. So to get started, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your life currently? So where you live, how many kids you have, and what their ages are? Sure. So I have two children. I have Everett, who is eight and a half and in third grade, and is such a fun, quirky old man in a tiny little boy's body. I He has like an amazing sense of humor, is just like so fun and like having a buddy around all the time. Like, it's like a, I don't know. He's like a, like a friend, like he's just such a funny, cool kid. Um, and then I have Eleanor who just started kindergarten. She is six and she is the life of the party. Everyone's, um, everyone's friend. Eleanor can make friends with like a brick. She is just so happy and loving and creative and just, I love, I love watching her socialize with other kids. Um, and she's in kindergarten and we live in Paoli. Okay. So you're, you're fairly local to me and you live with your husband. I assume. Yes, I forgot about him. <laughs> How long yes. have you guys been married? Yeah. Oh, no, it's okay. We, we've been married for almost 13 years, believe it or not. Wow. Yeah, a long time. We met through a mutual friend and just like, like when you know, you know, um, and mm-hmm. it's yep. been fun like growing up together um we got married when I was 22 mm-hmm. and I just yeah I just it's so fun like looking at pictures through the years of us when we were really young and like I love showing those to the kids when they see daddy without a beard and they're like who's that or like mommy <laughs> is that what you used to look like I love that um I know a couple of people who married young and it is it's funny to think about you know it's been 10 15 years for a lot of them and it's it's funny to look back at the pictures time time passes so much faster than you think it does one of my favorite things that we do as a family actually photo centric is um we have i love the old photo booths that you can find on the jersey Mm -hmm. shore so there's some that print still on like film and then there's some that are you know the ones you would find at like the mall so 
I love like the film ones. They have like a smell that I just love and the texture and the, and the exact type of black and white I love. And when my husband and I first got for our first anniversary, we went in one and we have a sign that says year one of us for our first year of marriage. And we have them all the way up to year 12. And every time we see them, we like stuff in the photo booth together. That is a really fun tradition. That's cool. Be, be a cool uh, lineup to have yes. all framed consecutively yes. so at some point. So talk to us a little bit about your education and the early years of your career. Um, I know that you were not always a photographer. You were at one point a teacher. So walk us through that a little bit, um, how you got into teaching and then photography after that. Yeah. So believe it or not, I actually had a job before I was a teacher too. I used to work for um, a big uh, media company doing data analysis and statistics and graduated college a little bit early, was applying to law school, took the LSATs, was like ready to go. And I worked in an office for a couple months and I was like, I can't do this for the rest of my life. I just, I wasn't cut out for working in an office or business life. And I think the day just seemed to pass so slowly and I felt like there was no end in sight. Working in like a nine to five, I just, I, I felt very out of place. So I started thinking about what I could possibly do with my life. And I loved working with kids and I've always loved making stuff with my hands and like the act of doing and making. And one of my friends at the time who was also a teacher was like, why don't you teach? Like you love kids personality wise. I think it would be great for you. And you have summers off, which it, you know, that's a whole separate Mm -hmm. conversation. Um, and I was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. So I went to school, got my master's in education, and then I taught third grade, which I loved. Such a good year. Um, Kids are so fun and funny and have a sense of humor. Then I started teaching science for second, third, and fourth grade. Um, Had my son. And after I had my son, I went part-time with teaching. Personally, I found it really challenging to teach and also have a baby just between like the pumping breaks and um you know i would get calls from daycare saying he was sick and someone needed to come get him and i was like well i can't come get him i have 25 little people here that was really hard for me so i decided to go part-time which was a really nice um, medium for me to be able to spend more time with him but also teach which i loved I ended up moving to another district to start their STEAM program and write their curriculum and teach um, for their elementary STEAM program where I had my daughter and was still part-time. One of the things that was really important to me when I had my kids was pictures of them while they were little. So I was constantly photographing my children. I used to do a um, 365 project, which is photographing your children and just like mundane activities every day. So, um, up on the counter cooking or laying on the floor, rolling around or in a cardboard box, those kinds of things. And after that, I would get, I would, you know, share them online and I would get friends or family asking, can you photograph our family? We love the way that like you approach photographing childhood and, that's kind of where my business took off. I slowly started to take on more clients as the years went by until it 
took over my life. And I realized that I could, even though I love teaching and I love working with kids, I could step out of that and work with kids in a different way. Um, and that's kind of brought me to where I am now. Got it. So it's um, it's interesting you mentioned that you found teaching to be difficult with a baby because mm-hmm. I think so many people – I've said this before on this podcast, but so many people's expectation of teaching is like, oh, it's you like kids. You're yeah. with kids all day. The hours are short. And I used to be a teacher. I taught high school. Um, so very different end of the spectrum. But it's like, no, it's actually extremely inflexible. And it's also, I think, a little – you know, rips your heart out a little bit to be taking care of other people's yeah. kids instead of your own. Um, whereas, you know, if you're going back to the adult world, it's not quite the same feeling. Um, there's more separation, I guess, emotionally from what you're missing out on. So I, yeah. I can certainly relate to that. So you kind of walked us through how your professional life was lining up with your personal life. Were there any kind of shifts to your priorities um, or goals during that time? You mentioned that at one point you wanted to go to law school and then um, you became a teacher and then you kind of moved into this photography business. Um, What was that like for you personally in terms of priorities and and learning to let go of what you thought your career was going to look like? Yeah, for sure. So I kind of see it as like a before kids and after kids. So pre having kids, my time was free. That was one thing I never, when I, Mm -hmm. you know, thought about different aspects of like applying to jobs, you know, distance, commute time. I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, it's just a car. Like I can sit in the car, listen to a podcast. Like my time was free or, um, Mm -hmm. you know, giving my time to a project or saying yes to something like that was never, my time was never a piece of that function. And after I had kids, my time is my most valuable resource. So priority wise, like I, I mean, I, I definitely, my business now is my baby. Um, my classroom was my baby. I put everything into it, but like my time outside of work now is completely dedicated to my, to my kids. Um, so one of the priorities that I made when I started this business was that I wasn't going to work on weekends pre having, you know, in my career, pre having kids, like I worked on weekends all the time, I was laminating stuff, cutting stuff, traveling to conferences, Mm -hmm. workshops, like whatever the case may be. And um, I had to tell myself, like, you know, after I had kids, this is my time with them. And like, part of the reason why I moved into this business is I wanted to be able to spend more time with them and have that flexibility. So I wanted to make weekends like sacred family time for us. Um, time after school now, especially that they're older, you know, I really prioritize um, like our after school playtime and snack time and dinners together. So that kind of influences the types of sessions that I take, how many sessions I take a month in the evening, just because I want to be able to spend that time with them. And when I explain this to families who inquire with me, I've had complete, it's, it's actually kind of amazing because at first I was, I was kind of nervous. I was like, well, you know, I might get a lot of pushback, like parents, you know, have to do a weekday or a weekend session because that's when they have off of work. But overall, people are so understanding about that. And I think because they're parents too, so they have that, you know, value in their time with their children and their families. Um, I've only had like really positive feedback about, you know, schedule wise and timing. 
Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, those boundaries are so important when you have kids because it's so easy to let everything else yeah. take over. I mean, there's always going to be something else that needs your time. But at the end of the day, I think for most parents, their kids are their priority, maybe not 100% of the time, but in general. So definitely a relatable boundary and, and priority shift there. So tell us about your photography business. I know you're very in demand in the Philadelphia area. I have some friends who have scheduled with you. And um, I know that, like you said, your time is limited and, and you've got a lot of clients. Um, so what services do you offer and what was it like to build that business and get to the point where you are today? Sure. So the way that I photograph um, families, I photograph young, like fam families in the early years, so young families, maternity, newborn, um, milestone sessions like one-year sessions six-month sessions and young families when i photograph babies which is i'm think i'm primarily known for newborn babies i do two things one i focus on detail images of babies so i use special lenses that let me focus on their eyelashes their fingernails um, belly buttons toes swirls of hair to me, I think about the things that changed the most in my kids. And those were the things that I miss. Like I miss when their fingers were that tiny, um, mm -hmm. their nose, their lips pouting out those, those details. Um, and I focus on neutrals for babies. So I, I generally photograph babies on white, just, I feel like it is so clean and beautiful and modern and just lets the baby shine. So that's kind of the one part of my business. For me, it was really important to be able to make portraits for families as easy as possible. So wardrobe is really stressful for families to think about. Um, so I take that completely off their plate. I have about 130 some dresses for moms and then a full wardrobe for children, tons and tons of options. So I will style families from head to toe for their session to take that stress off of them um, as they think about their portraits. I also, um, have hair and makeup that my families can book directly through me. If they want to take the guesswork out of that. Um, I do all the planning for locations and then their artwork. Like, what are you gonna do with your pictures after? So frames, albums, all that good stuff. In terms of building my business, the really big shift happened when I made the scary decision to step out of the classroom completely. And believe it or not, that was in 2020. So kind of what everything was, in massive fluctuations and I wasn't able to work for quite some time. Um, actually, prior to everything shutting down in March of 2020, I had informed my school I wasn't gonna come back the next year. And being able to put forth everything into my business and have that be like full steam ahead, um, just in terms of like my mental space, that's really when things started to change. Yeah, you hear that a lot from people um, that they had side business and it wasn't until they really put all of their eggs into that that basket and, and decided to see what they could do that things really took off. Because I think there's a difference in believing in yourself when it is the, the priority, the yeah. number one career move versus having it on the side. And not having that piece to fall back on too, really, like not having the teaching piece to fall back on. I was always, mm -hmm. always had the like, you know, hope for the best, but expect the worst kind of mindset, which is probably a terrible thing to say, but, um, not having that, I was like, okay, now's the time. Like I really have to make this work. Yeah. You don't have the paycheck coming in from somewhere else. Right. It's, it's scary, but it's motivating for sure. 
So you talked a little bit about how you got into photographing children in the first place, but what drew you to photographing mothers and their children professionally? Because it's different to photograph your own kids versus someone else's kids. You know, your 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 own kids are your subjects. You know them yeah. so well. Um, what about that attracts you? So there's a couple things. One, I I just have my dad, so I don't have a relationship with my mom. So that piece. Um, I think there's always going to be some of that through my work. I've always been drawn to like very painterly images of like mothers and their children, um, like nursing their children, like loving on their children. I grew up in art museums with my dad. My dad wanted to be an art history major, ended up changing career paths, but we were always in art museums. And I was always drawn to like the Mm -hmm. images of uh, paintings of mothers and their children together. Um, And then once I had my kids, I could never find like I looked at newborn portraits and my oldest was born but I couldn't find someone who photographed them the way that I saw them and that's kind of how I try to photograph babies now so this probably sounds terrible to say but like before I had kids I didn't really know that you could love someone so much um which is a hor I'm sure sounds horrible to say but I was like yeah you know I'll go back to work full time it'll be fine whatever like definitely sign me up for this committee I'll I'll teach this I'll do that And then maybe like four weeks in, I was like, oh my God, like, I love this, this person so much. Um, And the kinds of pictures that really resonate with me are the ones that I think about, like when my son was that little. So I love baby's fingers wrapped around their mom's fingers. Um, I love like baby's heads tucked under their mom's chin, because like, those are the feelings that like, I miss when my son was that age, that small. So like I tried to think about the things that I loved when my kids were babies and be able to give that to moms because I think that those feelings are still the same. Like everyone loves laying down wrapped up with their baby on the bed. That's just something that will never, you know, everyone loves that. So like I want moms to be able to see themselves with their baby that way. Yeah, I love that. There's so many, you mentioned the, like the little precious details that you use special lenses for, like the fingernails yeah. and the the little, you know, the tiny hairs and everything. And it is so true that sometimes you get professional photos taken and they don't capture those. And the iPhone photo is still what you end up looking at. I know I have you know, a million iPhone photos that are terrible quality of like the little tiny nails and, you know, all the, all the details. So it is it's cool that you focus on those things that are so easy to forget and not just the portrait of mom, dad, and baby, and yeah. maybe the older sibling. It's well, I special. try to think too, like now that I, and I try to describe this to parents too, like, yes, you're going to want the picture of like everyone kind of smiling and looking at the camera. Those are super important. I call them like for the fridge pictures because everyone, that's like the picture they put on the fridge, but like the pictures that I treasure as a parent now are the ones where like I, my son was like laying on me on my chest. I'm laying on the couch, total hot mess. When we first came home from the hospital, like those are the ones that like I love. Um, and I want them to be able to have that when their baby's grown up. Absolutely. It conjures, conjures a memory. It's not just a posed photo. I get it. Have you gained any new perspectives or learned anything from working with so many moms and families? What, what has it taught you? I, one of the things that I have learned that I love to do is teaching new parents. I work with a lot of first-time parents. 
um, how to swaddle their babies. That is one thing that I love doing. Um, and I'm sure anyone who listens to this, if I photographed your baby, you're probably laughing because I'm like, get the four way stretch Jersey long, wrap them, put them in your lap. Like I love showing parents that, um, and just teaching them like little tricks for soothing their babies. That's something that I've like discovered that I love to do. So maybe, maybe in another Mm -hmm. career, that'll be, that'll be me. Um, (laughs) NICU nurse. Yes. NICU nurse or like, like, uh, I don't even know postpartum doulas. Um, in terms of photographing kids, the two, I guess, biggest perspectives are that kids just want to play and they want their parents to play with them. So getting that for the fridge picture is super important. I'll always get it, but playing with kids and kind of like meeting them where they are and encouraging their parents to play with them is absolutely key. On the flip side, encouraging parents to play with their children and see this session as a way for me to photograph them as they are. So, you know, no need to like grit your teeth at your kids and be like, smile. Like there's no need to do that because (laughs) you're playing with your kids and they're naturally going to do that. Um, and just positive, tons of positive reinforcement with kids. And that's kind of where I feel like I get to use my teaching background in what I do now, just constant positive reinforcement and making kids feel like they are included and important to be there. And part of the family really, I think, lets me get those pictures where everyone is in love and like having fun. Yeah. Um, and those candid shots are, are the most important yeah. and special, usually, like we were saying, with the, the little moments, not just the for the fridge photo. Um, similarly, that as they are sentiment, you photograph women not long after they've had babies, in many cases. I know I've seen a lot of your work focuses on breastfeeding or just mothers, you know, and their children. Um, and I'm sure that along with that, you deal with a lot of women expressing um, they don't feel good about themselves, um, that they are having trouble with the idea of being photographed, um, and that they're just uncomfortable in their bodies and having these photos taken. How do you address that? And what advice do you give those women? Because it is such a vulnerable time. For sure. Um, I always try to relate to moms and dads and tell them that I have been there. I gained so much weight with both of my kids. I'm a pretty petite person. It was really hard for me. Um, you know, when I, I saw myself in like a completely different light after I had my kids. But what I try to remind parents of is that 30 years from now, 40 years from now, it's hard to think about their baby, their tiny baby, like being that old already, but one day they will be. And the pictures that their baby will care about are not the ones of them they're not going to care about their own toenails. Like they're not going to care about their own belly buttons, their fingers, all that. Those are for us as parents, but they're going to care about the ones where their parents are holding them. They're going to care about the ones where they are snuggled up with their mom. The same way, like I know the pictures of me with my dad when I was a toddler, those are the most valuable pictures that I have. Um, They're behind me right now. Like you'll see, there's no pictures of me as a baby up there. They're the ones of, you know, my dad holding me when I was a toddler, um, jumping up and down in our tiny house in Chicago. Like that, those are the ones that I love. And I think framing it in that light for parents is really important. Um, I also try to take care of everything I can to make the experience as easy as possible for my families. So by providing wardrobe and all the other things we talked about, that lets me do that. I'm really cognizant in terms of what kinds of things my clients like to wear after they've had babies. So there's nothing skin tight. Like I've you know, lots of flowy things, things that highlight collarbones, jawlines, their hands, those kinds of things that 
um, a lot of my clients find themselves really comfortable in after they just had a baby that I try to take care of for them. But also just having worked with so many new parents over the years, I'm really, I think, not to toot my own horn, but good with thinking about angles. So what angles look really beautiful, you know, always like chins, faces next to babies or, you know, your hands around your baby, those kinds of things will always look beautiful no matter, um, you know, where you are in your parenting parenting stage. Mm -hmm. It's a good reminder that I think sometimes as adults, we get so wrapped up in ourselves that we forget the bigger picture of it. And the point of these photos is not just for us to look good for the Christmas card or the, the announcement or what have you. It is really a moment in time and our kids want them at some point. It's not just about us. Um, just like we would never criticize the appearance of our toddler yeah. in the family photos. They're never going to criticize our appearance in the family photos. It's a, a really good reminder. Um, and I do love the the closet too. That sounds also really fun for a postpartum mom. Fun. Might... And you know what? It's so funny too, because everyone is always like, you must just try on dresses all day. And I'm like, I love, I love being in there and like running my hands through it. But my uniform is like cutoffs, jeans, and like a black or white sweater. But it's like so fun to be able to help other moms just feel like really beautiful um, when and surprise them with how beautiful they look, like even after they may not feel like that completely and comfortable in themselves. So I love that aspect of it. Yeah. And sometimes it's, you know, one of the most demoralizing things about your postpartum body is going into your closet and realizing that nothing fits and you feel like nothing in the world will fit, but that's not the case. It's just that, you know, you grew a human and just gave birth to that human and nothing in your closet's going to fit right now, obviously. But um, to go to a closet where there is plenty that will fit is (laughs) probably um, very helpful for a lot of women. And that's one of the things that like I was really important to me too when I really started growing my studio wardrobe was being able to make sure that every single mom who walks in feels beautiful in something. So it's a super size inclusive wardrobe. I've never had a mom walk out and be like, oh, nothing works. So that was always super important to me to be able to offer like a really size inclusive range. Yeah, meet them as they are, like you said. So switching lanes a little bit, um, I want to talk a little bit about you and how you have managed to accomplish everything that you have um, while having kids. So you obviously have two school-age kids, which I guess is a little bit of weight off your plate that you're not now juggling um, daycare and nannies and babysitters. They're a little bit more independent, Um, but it's still a lot to have two school-age kids, even if they're they're gone for a good portion of the day. So how do you balance it all, Um, scheduling clients and editing photos, doing all the work for your photography business, and being a mom to two kids. You already mentioned setting boundaries around after school time and the weekend, Um, but are there any other support systems that you have in place that really help you accomplish everything? Sure. So I have a really amazing husband who helps with just as much around the house as I do. So having a partner who sees my business as a business and not just like a hobby or something, you know, something like that, that really has been key. So that support there is a huge, a huge help. Um, I do outsource cleaning our house. So that was something that I want to say maybe a year and a half ago, I was like, all right, we're going to try cleaners. I can just like never be on top of anything. And I just don't have the time in the day to clean the house. Being able to outsource cleaning was fabulous. Highly recommend like amazing change. My kids are at school from eight until about three. So 
I do all my sessions, calls, wardrobe appointments, all that during their time that they're gone. Um, after I pick my kids up, um, three to like 7.30 is their time. So that's my time when, when I spend with them. Um, and then after my kids are in bed, I kind of split my work day up a little bit and I do, you know, emails, editing, all the computer stuff at night after they're in bed. So that's been a huge help kind of splitting my day up like that. In terms of support systems, um, we have a really wonderful neighborhood where, um, you know, if I'm really crunched for time or, um, you know, have to get a job done, we have a great support system in our neighborhood and have tons of friends where, you know, the kids can run over and play for an hour if they really need to. But prioritizing time at night has been really key for me to be able to get work done. So I don't mind, I'm kind of a night owl, so I don't mind working till like 11 to be able to get all the odds and ends done. Got it. So it sounds like you have your routines down, which are really helpful. Um, I love when people are honest about their house cleaners. We have not taken that plunge yet, but I find myself inching closer and closer to it because I'm like, what would actually make me feel the best on a daily basis if my house were clean and I wasn't the one cleaning it? So I, I, I totally get that. If you don't mind my asking, how do you balance um, spending time with your husband working after the kids go to bed? Because I know for me, sometimes I feel guilty personally trying to get, for instance, an episode edited when that's the only time during the day I spend with my husband. So do you guys have standing date nights or how do you fit that in? So it's funny that you asked that because that was one of our New Year's resolutions. We definitely do not spend enough time just together like that. We, you know, we watch TV together, we hang out together, we dinner together, like all those good things. But it's really hard for us to actually get out of the house without kids. We don't have a lot of options in terms of people who can watch them once we're gone. So this year, I really made it a priority to get sitters scheduled every other week so we can actually go out and enjoy each other's time. Um, I am lucky that my dad will watch the kids overnight for a few days so that we can leave the house. So um, for our 12 year wedding anniversary, he watched them for a couple days for us to celebrate and he'll watch them a couple days so we can um, go skiing. But that's, you know, that's an, a really huge gift from my dad. But other than that, like regular date nights are just something that we haven't prioritized in the past. And that was our resolution going forward for this year. It's hard. It's it's really difficult because there's so many things that are necessary and taking ki- taking care of kids is necessary. Like yeah. They're there. You can't just ignore it. Taking care of your relationship is much more difficult because you, it can be put on the back burner. I think it's also a season of life. Um, For sure. You know, talking to a lot of much more experienced and older moms, they say, you know, when your kids hit like high school and you can go out for date night and leave your kids at your house, like the rest of your life begins. And it's, I will say too, that even though we're not in a place where we can, you know, go out to dinner whenever we want or go to happy hour if we want or, you know, pick up or go wherever, like just having the support of having him there. And I'm sure he feels vice versa is really like key in our relationship so like just knowing like hey we're going through this together and I I think part of that maybe is just having been together for so long and kind of like growing up together like that piece knowing that you have that support person there and all the time we will text each other and we'll say like I'm tapping out chill with the kids in the basement for an hour I need to like decompress and sit in front of my phone for like 15 minutes we're a really good team when it comes to that. And we do prioritize being able 
to like let each other have breaks. So even though it's not like date night time together, it's like a gift to the other person that like keeps our relationship strong. I hope that makes sense. Um, so he'll always, yeah, make, definitely does. Yeah. So he'll make sure like I have time to go to the gym. I'll make sure he has time to like ride his bike or go for a ride somewhere. And I think that just helps us stay close, even though, you know, we might not have the time to like actually leave the house right now. Yeah. Shows that you prioritize each other despite everything else that you have going on, you know, you'll sacrifice for the other. And that is important. Speaking of that, <laughs> what else do you prioritize outside of work and your family? Um, so do you have any hobbies? You mentioned going to the gym, um, maybe friendships. And how do you try to fit those in, in addition to everything else, which I know is probably difficult? It's a lot. So friendships, for sure. Um, I really make it a goal. And like some seasons, like my calendar my work schedule isn't always completely balanced throughout the year so like fall i'm sure my girlfriends who are listening to this are like we did not see you the month of october but like the rest of the year um i really prioritize like you know being able to make um neighborhood parties or going out for drinks or going out for dinner or just bringing the kids over and hanging out at someone's house um is, is super important to me traveling i block off um weeks throughout the year where we travel as a family and I don't worry about work. That's a huge priority for us. Um, I do have other hobbies though. I, I feel like as my business has grown, they've kind of slipped away. So I sew a lot. I love to sew and I haven't touched. Yeah. I haven't touched my sewing machine in quite some time, but that is a big hobby of mine. Um, and then I try to work in the gym or like exercises I can. We have, um, like I mentioned, we have two big dogs. So sometimes my exercise is walking the dogs. Like that's my exercise for the day. Or like I'll do a call with, you know, a prospective family as I'm walking the dogs. So kind of get like a three for one in there. Um, but definitely like friendship time, travel with family and family time are, are priorities for sure. Yeah, all all important things. And it is sometimes you just have to, to let it go. I, though I do think it sounds like you're very creatively fulfilled by your job. Yeah, um, for sure. Might be a way that it's a little easier to, to let go of the sewing hobby just a little bit. But hopefully in a couple of years and your kids are a little more independent, you'll find time to get back into that. When they refuse to um, wear my, my creations anymore. <laughs> I need to maximize my time. I need to maximize my time now where I can bribe them into wearing it. Once that I know you have to <laughs> get a small dog and dress the dog. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, what do you consider to be your biggest achievements, both personally and professionally? I guess when I think about what makes me feel most fulfilled in terms of my business now are two pieces referrals. Like when I, when I hear that someone has shared my name, that's like the biggest compliment that they can give. Um, and just like reading reviews from families who have worked with me, that is, I know it's really hard to take time out of their day to write a review about what their experience was like. And that just means so much to me and just reading their comments about how, you know, peaceful everything felt and how easy it was for them and how they felt beautiful after they looked at their pictures. Like those, those things professionally are just, that means so much to me. Um, I was honored to be named best newborn photographer and a top photographer by mainline parent, which is really exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, I generally I don't that. love like contesty type things. Cause I'm, I'm always like, yeah, you can just like vote for yourself a million times, but I like the way that there's a setup because it's all based on high quality feedback that 
families have written to them about their experience with you. So that was really meaningful for me. They said that they got a ton of feedback and um, sent me over some samples of what people wrote. And I was like tearing up when I read it. In terms of my personal life, just watching my kids grow up into these like kind and smart and funny little people who are learning to be self-sufficient, who make their own breakfast, who include other kids who play together, like those kinds of things, just watching them grow has been like such a joy. Cause you never really know when their babies, like, what are you going to be like when you're older? Like, am I, are we going to jive? Like, are we going to, like, I know I love you, but am I going to like, like you as a, like, are we going to have like personalities that mesh? And I just love how close like we all are as a family. And I just like love the kids that my kids have turned into. Yeah, that's awesome. It is cool when you start to see their personalities. My son is 19 months, like I mentioned, so starting to see some personality in there, but I think we've got a couple of years until I really know who he is as a person, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that. It has to be really cool. Parenting in the early years, I tell I tell families this all the time, especially when there's, you know, they might have a two-year-old, a newborn, it's like chaos, and they're like, does it ever get better? And I'm like, Absolutely. Every season has things that are so precious and like important to remember, but one day parenting feels less of like a job and more of a treat. Like there's, you know, parenting little people is really, really, really hard. I don't think we give enough credit to how difficult and like mentally taxing that can be. And eventually, you know, things get different and harder in, you know, new ways, but eventually it doesn't feel like a like a hard job anymore. Like you don't, I feel like as I've grown as a, as a mom, um, it's felt less like work and more like fun as the older that they get. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I mean, the, the early years are obviously the hardest because they're just so labor intensive. But as they get older, it's, it, it does, you know, they, they really enjoy Christmas. It's not just temper yep. tantrums when you go see Santa. It's like, they get it. They're excited for it. Um, that kind of thing is, has to be a good payoff. What is the best advice you've ever received about motherhood? We've talked a little bit about the things you've said to your clients, but any any words of wisdom that someone else has given you that really helped? Yeah, so there's two pieces that I think about a lot. Um, one, just time being your most valuable resource um, and just being really meaningful about the ways that you spend your time and the ability to say no to certain things, um, prioritizing projects that are important to me, or sometimes I just don't have all the time in the day to help organize something like it's okay to say no, that took me a long time to learn um, as like a people pleaser. That was hard. The second piece, someone said this to me, I think it must have been in professional development years ago, where I read it somewhere teacher related, but how you speak to your children becomes their internal voice. And once I thought about that, I was like, whoa, that kind of changed everything about how I approach speaking to my kids. So just thinking about the way that I speak to them, like that's the voice that they hear inside um, all the time. So it's made me really, like even though I might be frustrated or angry or, you know, we're having a really rough day, just like really trying to be cautious about how I approach that because that's the voice that they're gonna hear over and over to themselves. I try to think about that, you know, all the time and. I slip up all the time. I'm sure my kids would say that, but it's something that's been forefront on my mind since becoming a parent. 
That is great advice. I'm thinking about it and I'm like, yeah. I mean, I've heard similar sentiments, but never that specific quote. And it's such a good one because I'm thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, it's really true. <laughs> I know. How the way your own parents talk to you or teachers or the way other parents, you know, talk to their kids. It's yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm sure and I'm sure I mess up all the time, but I just I try to be really cognizant of it now, especially kind of seeing my kids personalities and my daughter can be really shy and like anxious and I want to make sure she feels proud and confident and brave and worthy and all those things. So just trying to be really meaningful and, you know, cognizant about the way that I talk around her. So she starts to internalize how great she is. Definitely. And, um, No one gets it right all the time. No. I think we're all guilty of snapping at our kids. Do you have any favorite mom accounts to follow or small businesses to support? And they can be local or um, wider. So Mainline Ma has been such a great resource. Um, We actually got to meet in real life. I did some family pictures of them. And she's just as warm and bubbly and fun as her Instagram personality. Um, Reflex, I really like her. I wish that that resource had existed when I moved out to the burbs from the city when I had my youngest, cause that would have been, I just, I think she's an amazing resource. Heritage gatherings is a friend of mine. She does event planning and florals and is just such a creative person who's always looking for ways to bring people together. And I love her kind of take on making like everyday things feel so special. Um, my makeup artist, Gina Gagliano, is amazing. She treats my clients the same way I would hope I treat them, um, makes them feel special and beautiful no matter what season of life that they're in. Two more I want to mention. Um, River Wards General is a, a small business that is doing some amazing things with interior design that have got a lot of really good tips for just like thinking about texture and color and all those things as I think about designing the inside of my home. And I've loved watching her work kind of bloom on Instagram. She's local as well. Um, The last one that I want to mention is um, Snickerdoos, which is a costume company that my friend Natalie developed based on the idea that kids costumes should feel soft and playful and not be scratchy and itchy and dump glitter all over the place. I have loved watching her business grow and her sharing what that process has been like. And my daughter loves their things. That sounds great. And, um, mainline ma Leah, I think she was on episode three. So, um, listeners who have listened from the beginning will will remember her she is great though she's um such a fun personality and and such an amazing resource also for anyone who does live in the philadelphia area so i will um link all of those in the show notes and and on your guest post so last question shout out your business and your accounts so where can listeners find you um, to either follow you or to book a session so i have a very eastern european name um, it does <laughs> not look like how it sounds. Um, so it's Veronica Pollock Photography, pretty much anywhere on social media. Website's the same, veronicapollock.com. And yeah, Instagram is a really fun place to kind of follow along and see behind the scenes of me working with babies or me working with toddlers and all the, the beautiful portraits that come from that. 
And I will link all of that um, in the show notes and then also on the website. So if you are having trouble um, spelling the name, just look there or Instagram stories um, and there will be an an easy link to the correct um, spelling for you. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is a really great conversation. I I loved your perspective on newborns and, and motherhood. There are a lot of great nuggets in there. So I really appreciate your time. You can check out Veronica online at Veronica Pollock, V-E-R-O-N-I-K-A-P-A-L-U-C-H on Instagram or veronicapollock.com. Both links, as well as links to her other mentions, are included in the show notes and on motherhooddesign.com. Thank you so much for your support of this podcast and the small business owners it features. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave a five-star rating or review on Apple or Spotify. I appreciate your support in doing so. You can also follow along with the podcast at Motherhood Designed on Instagram or motherhooddesigned.com for more info about guests, including their mentions and recommendations from each episode. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and until next time, take care.